They hop in a car. Dronar's driving. They have to go to <laughs> yet another animal statue. This is three for three right. of the boss's landmarks being an animal icon in a famous city in Italy. And then they have to get a disc. First and last time Iraq will ever do anything with discs. Thank God. Yeah, um, he he's like, I tried this once. I'm never it's touching boring. it again. Except for the so disc boring. abalone. Yeah. That's no. true. That's yeah. true. No, instead we get a... Uh, I hope if you like disc related shit, then part six is just gonna. I thrill heard you, you like discs, so yeah. I put some discs in your disc. I think he just misspelled dick. Um, <laughs> I would like part six so mistake. much better if it was about people's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> this is what lays in store for you at the end of whatever long hiatus. I am we, so we go fucking on. psyched to talk about part six on this podcast. <laughs> like the closer it's we be get great. to, because it's not like Stardust Crusaders where it's boring. It's so fucking. I'm just going to be so Bat mad shit. about that child for the entire <laughs> I was mad about that child when I was reading it. I'm we still need to mad have to it. do like a bracket of like the worst JoJo's characters, except it's just Iggy and that child. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about the angriest man in the world. Yay! Gio. Gaccio. Gaccio, Giacchio. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Gaccio. It means can, ice in Italian. We can find out. Il Gaccio. Gaccio. Il Gaccio. Yeah, it means ice. It means ice. And can we talk about his hair color? Yeah, it's blue. Yeah, we did. I think I we mentioned it on a past podcast. Yeah, this is based on a... The, on fan, like, the fan coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Years. He is my favorite Miata driver. Also, he reminds me of every Miata driver I have ever known, a tiny, angry man. Yeah. Fair. Like the first third of this episode is just wrapping up the babyface fight. Right. Um, babyface gets turtle poop on him. It's a very, I all, mean, it's, all over his baby face. <sighs> I really like the speech Jorno gives here. I think it's like emblematic of his whole vibe. Um, I think it's one of his best ridiculous speeches. Um, so I'm going to read it to you in full right now. All right. But only if it's, you act it out. I gave the bike life and had it returned to us as a hand. You just took that bike into your body as a part of you. Think about it. There's gasoline in bikes. <laughs> anyway, that's, and then, you know, I'm pretty sure I can cause a big enough explosion to keep you from splitting apart in time to escape. But like, the, I just love to like, think about it. Like, guess what? We're going another level here. Yeah. There's gasoline in bikes. So this is also <laughs> like putting a moving vehicle into your enemy is also basically what. A sex act. <laughs> it's a good one. It's what Formaggio did to that hit that was assigned to him back in, I don't know. A thousand years ago, where he made that guy drink a car. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's how Thanos was killed in Avengers Endgame as well. If only. They put Ant-Man up his butt and then made it, him huge. It could have been up his urethra. It's true. Sometimes we hide conveyances inside people. Sometimes we hide people inside conveyances. That's just how JoJo's Bizarre That's Adventure true. goes. Why doesn't Iraqi's dad understand? I know. How can it's he? It's just like every Clint Eastwood. I was movie. just gonna say, it's just like Dirty Harry. Yeah, when he when he makes the guy drink a car. <laughs> so, but I I like that Jorno's doing something we've already seen a villain do because I mean, once again, they're they're bad guys. They're just not profit off of the sale of narcotics to children. It's fucked up. I like it. How many true crime podcasts are about selling drugs to children? 
not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Should be all that should that's the only true crime. It's the only yeah. true crime. Cereal, obviously about putting drugs in cereal. Yeah. Um. <laughs> should be. In this world it is. Yeah. That's, they listen to cereal, but that's what it is. Anyway. Anyway. We know that Jono is serious because he's using snakes again. Yeah. He turns Babyface Jr.'s corpse into a snake. Also, the last thing Babyface Jr. sends back is just burning. <laughs> Burn, burn, burning, which seems like I love that Jono is just like leave no like yeah nothing all loose threads yeah yeah. Um, well I mean look if getting shot in the head three times doesn't kill you 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 better be thorough yeah so he uh, so he turns Babyface Junior's corpse into a snake a venomous snake sends it back to be so apparently. Automatic stands are part like stand mm-hmm. bodies have the same rules. Well, it, and it's true. Well, that's how um, like we see it happen literally with Killer Queen and Sheer Heart Attack, where Sheer Heart Attack is a part of his hand. That's true. Right. Right. That's true. Right. Right. So, so, does this mean you could send someone's sperm back to its original owner in real life? You no, know, like like, <laughs> like like using JoJo rules. Well, I mean, when we already covered that, you put Ant Man in the urethra. Oh, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> sperm isn't a stand, so no. <laughs> okay. But I mean, Jorno could. Probably. Probably, yeah. Jorno, but but Jorno can do anything. Yeah, Jorno so, yeah, can not... send any pe- thing. Like, Jorno could send like a booger back to someone. Jorno <laughs> really would be the world's greatest detective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josuke would beat him in a surgeon off, but. Jorno could solve any yeah. crime. Yeah. Jotaro would be like, ugh, I've watched so much Columbo, and yet you're still better than me at this. Yeah. Jotaro would be like, so the best way to kill a rat is by flicking a ball at it. And Jorno has like already solved like 16 crimes yeah. while Jotaro's figuring that out. <laughs> so yeah, so he sends it back, and then he has the venomous snake attack Maloney somehow. Well, he it, it it's, you know, it's part of Maloney. And, and so it so bites it, him. It goes to him. but <laughs> and, and then Maloney freaks out. Yeah, and then it, and it then bites it him on out. the tongue, which is very fitting because Maloney was a very tongue forward. It's, a, it's a little on the tongue for me, but. <laughs> it is it is reminiscent to me of when Polnareff gets, doesn't he get like tonged in the tongue? I don't Like the remember. stabbing is done with a tongue. So many things happen no to Polnareff. I just in, remember no, Polnareff had to lick a toilet. That's the same scene. So like, remember when they like make holes and stuff with oh, their tongue? Oh, yeah, he gets the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah he gets the hole in his tongue. In the tongue. Yeah. yeah, that's right. She makes a hole in it. Okay, I do remember yeah. that now. I haven't forgotten I everything. I think, unless maybe watched. he used this, maybe she There's used definitely a tongue hole. No, because she makes holes in things. I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that checks out. But yeah, a Rocky's on a tongue kick. And then uh, when we're back in the turtle for a minute. Meanwhile, well, back in the turtle. Mm-hmm, right before they're getting instructions on where to go next and how to hand Trish over. They're all hanging out and Naranch is read- still reading the English Gardens magazine. Proving yes. you correct. He's yeah. a little old man. Yeah, that, that his behavior does not change when he gets old. No, that's just how Narancha is. He's a tedious old ass man. We learn that it's been 14 hours Good since oh, yeah. they picked up the turtle at the station because Abakio has to rewind 14 hours to, to see the message from Pericolo. And so since like they got on that train, I, at some point I knew what time, but like, it's like an early afternoon train or like or... maybe late morning, but basically it is, it is either very late night on day three or very early, like, you know, 1am, 2am on day four. But in Shonen time, now. it's been 25 years. Yes. But I'm yeah. just saying, so yeah. like, I think we're going to end up being wrong and this does take place over like a week. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty clear to me at this point. Horrifying. We'll, we'll keep, I hate it. We'll continue to keep track, but yeah, it's there's a it is a very busy 
three or four days. So Jorno and Mista have known each other for like three or four days at this point. Yes. Which at honestly, this point. Yes. At this point, I think it's they're a, fucking U-Haul lesbians. They are mm-hmm. because, and we know that because this, so this fight, I remember when I read part five in the manga, I was like, I don't really see, like, I know Elo's ships them real hard and I just don't see it. And then we hit the gacho fight and I was like, Oh, I see. I see how they are married. And so this is where that starts with Mista yelling out gold, ex- like like the way that they yeah. teamwork. So Jorno and Mista are in the car. Jorno's driving for some reason. Um, he's driving <laughs> poorly. Weird. Mista's like, what the hell? Where did you get in the in the manga? It's like, where did you get your license? And Jorno's like, um, I'm 15. I don't have my license, yeah. <laughs> which I fucking love. It's so funny. I do think it's funny that they're sort of like role playing chauffeur and rich asshole because i'm like yeah. Mr. ride shotgun you yeah idiot. Uh, yep. yeah nope. <laughs> also like you know that if one of them was going to be the chauffeur it would not exactly i mean mista is the biological son of whole horse, horse who loves being second banana exactly yeah. so yeah i that but i feel like they were like let's just for funsies one time do it this way i mean i think theoretically the idea is that jorno can see in the front and mista can see in the back look out the back and shoot yeah. what if i think mista can't drive why? I don't know. That's my that's my theory. Because he's so too gay? gay, like <laughs> too gay to drive. Yeah, I'm supposed to believe that Mista is more gay than Jorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're both Courtney's really making that kombucha gay. meme yeah, face yeah. now. Jorno <laughs> mm-hmm. starts doing some math <laughs> about temperatures. He gets deep. He also jumps. He goes from like negative twenty to negative hundred. Very quickly. Yeah. I really like this Mista palette swap. Yeah, it's a great palette swap. So it swaps white. This is how I wish Mista's outfit was all the time. The green and white. white and yeah. Green and white and gray. Looks real good. I also I also prefer the the figure variant where it's like black and gray. Black and gray. That's and my silver. Fave. That's the yeah. one I have. Um, yeah, it's I I like that one where it's all of them in that color swap because then they actually look like a team yeah that's the ones that yeah i have all my four yeah uh my four palette swap boys four because yeah i know there are four people in this gang (laughs) that's right Um, (laughs) yeah i really like the white it looks really good also very fitting because we're fighting you know captain winter Um, white ice white ice yeah it's white album white White album. album yeah this is so this stand and this fight is, I'm just going to say, is better than the actual White Album. The White Album's fine. <laughs> I I liked I mean, it a lot when I was like in elementary school. Yeah, when I was yeah like, it's a good album for children. When I was 12. Yeah, I mean, like, like most popular music that charts high, it's just music for kids that adults happen to like, which is fine. We're, you know, like your things, but it's not like setting the world on fire. I don't know. It's no JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's no JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Notoriously unpopular. Yes. JoJo's. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But also, again, shit for kids that adults happen to like. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, cool. I'm not, but like, I'm not here to claim that it's like. I. With our podcast about a shonen manga. I yeah. definitely am. Well, I guess he only swapped it to specifically having the adult demographic in part seven. That's what I'm saying. Like, which is yeah. why I, like, I think part seven is like the strongest yeah. oh, part. Oh, it is. For right, a variety of reasons. Right, because yeah. he's writing for adults. But like, I mean, I'm not even going on my rant about how like all ages shit has really gone downhill. But like the idea, of, like there's a difference I mean, between yes. like, like Dora the Explorer is not all ages. Whereas I would no. say like JoJo's is all ages. I, I think JoJo's is in fact all ages. Right. Like I've, you know, I've so, watched a fair amount of like blues clues in my time. And I would never. Why would people say that's all ages? What Dora? No, no I'm just saying clues. But they, I'm not saying that they do. But I think that we've really blurred the idea of like something for kids yeah. and something that's all ages. Yeah, and like the fact that we don't have any sort of distinction between those things means that people often 
want to leave out material in something that's all ages because they're like, but it's for kids. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, kids might happen to like it. Yeah. But it's not the same thing as like teaching a baby to read or whatever, you know, where it's like, sure, that's sexuality true. maybe doesn't have a place on there, but it's not like about the entirety of the human condition. So that's fine. That's We're- why I get, yeah, you're, I think you're like putting your finger on like what irritates me about people who like are really into Pixar movies and they're like, oh, but like this is for everyone. I'm like, it's not though. It's for kids, which is fine. They're like, but there's a joke aimed at adults in it. I'm like, yeah. That's so that the parents stay awake right. for the two hours. And it's not even two hours. It's for the like 25 hours that this kid is going to make them watch this thing over and over yeah. again. Yep. Um, whereas like something like a Marvel Cinematic Universe is ostensibly all ages, which is why I'm like, it's real fucked up. There's no gay people in that. In um, excuse like, me. Oh, I know. Excuse I know, me. I know. There's a gay character <laughs> played by none other than one of the directors. I know. He wanted it to mean something. Which is why you deprived a gay character or a gay actor from like a paycheck. I it's know. an important moment in cinematic <laughs> history. No, in actuality, uh, go to my Patreon. I, I actually recently wrote an essay um, for school, a graduate level essay about nice. how um, the like random gay oh, yeah. to show that the main character everyone thinks is gay, <laughs> Captain America, <laughs> is an ally, is the modern day evolution of the inclusion of a violently homophobic scene in old buddy movies. Oh, yeah. So, so no homo them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like now you use... Like a positive yeah, role model. He's like, yeah. I love gays. And, I'm but just it has not the, one. Yeah, yeah, but it has the same like yeah narrative uh, function meaning. Yeah. But yeah, but that's why I get like frustrated with that kind of shit because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I think actually, just, there's room for that stuff. And if your kid is, if you're showing your kid this, that's fine. But like, it's it's for everyone. Anyway. Back to JoJo's, which obviously has no gay characters in it. So they're in this car because they have to go get this disc at this animal statue. I mean, I feel like, I think the boss could like text them that every 48 hours. And it was just like the same thing. Because so yeah. it's always like, go here, find this animal thing. There's something for you there. And so they're doing that this time. And it's just Jorno and Mystic because... They have to bond more. Sure. Gaycation. Yeah. It's their second gaycation. bonding. This yeah. is the road trip after they, they took the little sailboat ride. Yeah. And now they're doing and a road trip. And by sailboat ride, do you mean they rode on a fish together? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. But yeah, so they're going to they're gonna fight this, this villain. I really like this villain. He yells a lot. His voice actor, we've already said this, but his voice actor is the same guy who does Bakugo on My Hero Academia. Makes sense. And uh, this is, I don't know, I don't know if that's just this guy's bread and butter is just being real angry. He's great at it. and He's so good at it. Like, I, yeah. I deeply, deeply love Giaccio. Giaccio. It's always, it's the G. It's a hard G. Giaccio. I always want to do a J and that's what ruins me. So it takes a while for them to figure out how to get like Mista's various body parts to stop freezing. It's like. It's creepier than it is displayed to me, the thing of, like, Mista losing part of his hand and then seeing it frozen to the window and not recognizing it because, obviously, he's not expecting to. But, th- but that- it's not. But the reason it's not, like, shown as as fucked up as it really is is because Mista is so fucking chill about everything. Like, he's literally sitting there doing the calculations of, like, all right, well, my face is frozen to the window. If I stay here too long, my brain will freeze. But... Do I really want to sacrifice my face? His beautiful, beautiful <laughs> yeah. face. Yeah, it's my bread and butter. So that happens. So it's, it's it's very, very cold. This is, compared to the previous stand, this is a very straightforward... Yes, ice. 
ice guy. Ice, um, you can, but he can make a suit of ice. He's just all the ice things you can think of. Um, which I'm really like, it's, it's, it's a nice change up. So instead of like lots of complicated rules, it's just like, it's really fucking cold now. Yeah. It's like, that. it's almost like a part three stand. Yeah. But with a part five story. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. Did we ever have an ice person in part three? Pet shop. Oh, it was bird. Yeah, no, she, I remember bird. Yeah, just, <laughs> pet shop shoots icicles. Oh, yeah. right. They had it's the it's more of an aggressive, pointy. Yeah, yeah. I do remember the ice bullets. Okay, so it took me. <laughs> Iggy remembers. That's no, right. he doesn't because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, my thing with this is that the engines would lock up. Like the engine on that car, if it's like negative a hundred, that car's not running. It's a really nice car. I mean, I guess a Mercedes is pretty reliable. I- <laughs> <laughs> but like that it's just if it's so cold that when you touch it you get such severe frostbite that your hand breaks off, your car's not running. Unless here's, they put like extremely specialized engine oil in that thing. And even then. Here's what I'll say. The most important part of this episode <laughs> is when Mista and Jorno combine forces. Yes. Mista, you know, Jorno wraps his vines around Mista's bullets or whatever. And <laughs> and Mista shoots them. And it works because, like, shooting he's things up. Whatever. Who gives a shit? I do. This they is the up. podcast. Yeah. And Jorno is, like, too frozen to talk. So, Mr. is like, you're too frozen to say this, so I will. And then yeah. he says, Gold Experience. I think that's the only time anyone ever says someone, the, else's, someone else's power. In, like, catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. But, yeah, that's, like, some... Some Joseph Caesar shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Johnny Gyro, but same deal. Yeah. 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 But like, it's just exactly. that, that level of teen up where like first, Jorno's like, all right, it's too cold for my... So we finally find something that like Jorno can't function in, which is like, right. it's so cold, nothing can be alive. So all I can do is gather bullets here. Like, it's really... Good. Yeah. And um, so he's like, I, you know, I shot the bullets you gave me. And obviously Jorno's like... Yeah, little yeah. yeah, and they understand that because they obviously can't talk really. Yeah. So like, they're just telepathically like, yeah. figuring this out. So it's like, yeah, they're oh, they're doing the Yokiyasu Josuke yeah. telepathy. And given that they've only known each other for like three or four days, that's like pretty remarkable. Yeah, no, yeah. they're like definitely right on the same wavelength, and, which makes sense because like Mista's been the only one who's like a hundred percent like, yeah, Jorno, Jorno's yeah. cool. He did something else like at some point recently where Jorno did something, and maybe it was when he suggested stealing a hundred cars, and everyone was like, "What?" Yeah, and Mista was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's do it." <laughs> Theft. <laughs> Large scale theft. Also, this is where uh call back to stealing a hundred cars, but Mista goes like, Can you just turn the car into yeah. a frog or yeah. something? Yes, yeah. And Jorno's like, Frogs can't survive in this temperature. Yeah. It's really <laughs> cute. I would kill the car. In the midst of all this, Gyacho does a rant about how various cities are pronounced in various languages, which I super enjoyed, where he just starts yelling about how most people call Paris Paris instead of Paris, but most people call Venice Venice instead of Venezia. And I don't know, like I just it's you one just, it's a classic yeah. like weird villain digression. So good. It's like this podcast, basically. I have a note that's like Jorno's titties, and I have no idea what it's about, but <laughs> right. I just want to yeah, say important it. note: Jorno's, Jorno's yeah. titties. Also, I really like when, like in this whole interaction, Jorno like tells Mister that he's like, "You're so unusual." <laughs> I love it. Because Jorno doesn't like to say stuff like that yeah. to people. Also, that's a really queer come on. Like, also, he uses yeah. anata, which is like a pretty intimate you. Or at least like very, very casual. We also get to see some of Risotto Nero's powers in action where he like uh, puts 
the the nails into no, there's just suddenly nails. There's suddenly nails know. on this random gangster. Not not super random gangster though. He has a design. He has yeah. a character design. But he's yeah. not any longer. He's dead now. He's not he's on the IT staff for Passione. <laughs> And he has the seems like a fraught gig. Oh yeah, and there's like part with the boss in this episode too, where like he's wearing rags in the corner. Like why, why? why well, it's basically why? it's like he's just doing the same pose that Trish is doing in the yeah. opening credits. Like, Which, it's, in other words, that's the pose Trish is doing in the opening. Like he's yeah. doing is based on him, but like why I though? Know. I know. Araki was really just like pulling because out all the, the chains to avoid the, designing him. Yeah, because of the chains of fate. Yeah, but like why? Why he didn't, didn't have a character design? Why yet? didn't yeah. David Productions like? I, I want to know okay, like, what well, their decision making process was. So here's was. the thing, that, and I was, I was like, I don't want to end the episode on a downer, but this episode, in terms of like quality of animation, is a marked downgrade. Like, see, I didn't, I didn't downgrade. notice that. So, oh, uh, we were like the whole time we were really? just like, so oh, about, well, they do a good job of covering it up. They so try to cut of- around it, but like halfway through the episode, all of a sudden, it's like instead of people moving while talking, it is a completely still. It's like okay. that Space Ghost style. Sure. Just the just mouth is moving. moving. Yeah. But they cover it up with like CG um, steam okay. effects. Yeah. And so, like, and also the background. I mean, is I also moving. watched this at 6 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah. like, as always, I'm like, so there's, right. So, there's a lot of like dynamic movement on the screen, mm-hmm. but none of it is the stuff that's being drawn. Right. It's all like, you know, it's like, it's like when they show. It's kind of like in the early JoJo's episodes where they have still drawings and then they have like the triangles moving in sure. the background behind them. Yeah, and it's like like instead of skating, like Gyacho is suddenly just a still frame of him skating and then it's like the the careful zoom out right. or zoom in to make it kind of look like, like motion. Like the Ken Burns pan. Yeah, and then you like there's a lot of the there's like the same two shot of Mista in the in the rear seat and Jorno driving frozen and that they go back to five six times for different parts of and it's different like nobody moves sure everyone I, no, stops I'm, moving I, i'm so <laughs> I, mean, I guess on it's, i guess you know someone was like oh hey they're frozen for most of this so we can just not <laughs> Save move some money. them yeah, which let's is work like, on the next episode yeah which <laughs> yeah. is like honestly i'm only this familiar to like animation suddenly kind of disappearing because i watched the anime days the same season that it was being made by the same team that did Yuri on Ice. It was yeah, the or at same least in the studio. same studio. So you can just you could just tell that they started taking people off days. the days team. And putting them on Yuri on Ice. One, because Yuri on Ice has a lot of animation. And two, because Yuri on Ice was super popular. Yeah, it was like such a breakout hit and Days was like a sports anime, which is really it's a really good sports anime. But yeah, it's like by the end of season one of Days, it's like all it's all like this. It's the, all just like like still frames. The soccer and, players look like foosball like models. It's yeah. so sad because it's soccer. So it's like they're supposed to be running around. Um, but yeah, so after seeing like many, many episodes of that, like once this switched over, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can, I don't, but the thing is, is I don't know what else David Production was working on. At least they didn't do the the thing from Shirobako with Jiggly Jiggly Heaven where everything <laughs> gets smeared and smushed together. I forgot that that was the Good name old of the, Jiggly Jiggly Heaven. The, the cursed <laughs> anime. <laughs> Shirovaka is so good. I should watch that like a 50th time. But yeah, so it's like, it's a very good episode. I really like the villain. I obviously really like the the protagonists who are involved in the fight. It's just a little, and it's like parts of it aren't. Like it's clearly like whoever they had doing like keyframe animations for uh, Gyacho's close-ups 
great. Also, Jordan's close-ups. Yeah, like, so some stuff clearly got finished and looks wonderful. It's just, I don't know, like, I don't know if they were just, like, preemptively cutting corners or what. Right, their priorities were in the right place. Yeah. For, like, but they clearly had to prioritize. Yeah, yeah. And so lot. it's like, all right, so it's not the most, like, dynamic it doesn't have as much momentum as as I would expect this fight to have, given that they're driving across a frozen bridge and being chased and, and all speed this stuff. skating and yeah. yeah. So it's it's a little more static uh, than I would prefer. Yeah. But I have a feeling this because we're starting to get into the back half of the season that this is stuff like this becomes more the norm. But I yeah. mostly what I remember is like not being as wowed and thrilled by the last part of the season. So yeah. we'll, we'll see why. Or maybe like you were saying where it's like, if I didn't have the expectations right. so high, it's yeah. like maybe I'll be pleasantly and surprised. The, and the, the, the final battle stuff is is good. Yes. The final yeah. battle is well animated. And also all that. some yeah. stuff so. having to do with Trish is really good as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, again, it's not like it's just like yeah. whole, like entirely like went down the tubes or something. But it's just, it is clearly like something's getting stretched. And I still, my heart goes out to everybody who had to like draw this because they obviously were suffering for time i also feel like and we'll get to this when the new op drops but i feel like for me at least like the fact that the the credit situation was so clearly messed up made kind of colored my view of like the production of the rest of the show that's fair yeah where like i i knew that like like i know that like for part four they had like love it or don't but like they had three fully fleshed out like openings yeah that were clearly very like specific you know specific aesthetics lots of references and worked like very yeah. finely worked yeah and pot and you know like four arguably yeah and yeah yeah given the, yeah. the remix yeah and like if you and plus like the ending credits like just had so much depth to them yeah throughout jojo's like stardust crusaders only had like one opening for each season but it didn't feel like <sighs> Like with Vento or with Golden Wind, with part five, um, you f- get the feeling that they're like really working hard to even have more than one. Yeah. Also, the endings are, are really sloppy and like all over the place. And there's the recap episodes. Yeah. So it's for the first time in a JoJo's. So like you just have the feeling that the production isn't going well. Yeah. So it Whether makes you think. Whether that's true or not. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you think about that in a different way where like I'm not totally sure I w- I don't, I mean, there's just no way of knowing what I would have thought if that stuff was clean. I mean, I will say getting to just like watch through pretty briskly without having to like wait through an extra week of a recap. Yeah. Like it does make the pacing flow better. Yeah. Agreed. You know, and so it's like, I am less like, oh my God, like, come on. (laughs) Because I will say it's like, because I mean, the second and third recaps were pretty close together. Yeah. (laughs) Also like, you know, around now is when, because like. In Diamond is Unbreakable, they split the OPs perfectly into 13, 13, 13. Yeah. Um, and because they made part five, 39 episodes as well, I think we all assumed that there were going to be, that there was going to be that second OP drop with episode 14. Around 14. And then there yeah. wasn't. And so, yeah, there was, it was definitely a lot of like taken just like completely in a vacuum. Yeah. Like it's a good season of anime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like, I'm like, if it was like this or like any random, like, you know, lotto poll, f- you know, new season yeah. off country or fifth like, well, season of whatever. Yeah, you know? exactly. It'd be like, well, this is probably going to be better because it's really good. It's just, um, so I'm being very nitpicky. But it's, but it also like is kind of a thing about watching something that based on something that already has a huge. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it's following up Diamond is Unbreakable. Which yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's the hardest act to follow. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Which is, again, part of why I'm like, 
already pumped for part six because part six is a mess. It's so, it's such a mess. Like even it's if you so love it. It's so fun like, and such a mess. I feel like even if you love it and, and Courtney definitely likes it the most out of us. Surprisingly, um, yes. But like, I feel like even if you love it, you have to admit that it's just like all over the fucking place. Oh, it is. And, but like, it's like, I think part of it is, is because it's like, I don't feel like it's trying to take itself super seriously. Oh, is- a Rocky fucking gave up. Fuck everyone, bitches. <laughs> like, this is what's happening. Deal with it. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like it doesn't seem to, it's yeah. clearly not suffering under like the weight of its own expectations at all. It's just like, guess we're doing this now. Oh, now this wild shit. Oh, now I mean, we're over here. you can feel Araki being irritated at the fact that people are expecting certain yeah. things from him. And so it's like, I think it really uh, succeeds in that way. Yeah. Just like lowering the bar yeah. in a way. Yeah. But with that sounds insulting, but it's just it is it's just like a really fun romp and it's kind of trashy. And but it's like it's set in a women's prison in Florida. Like yeah. what are you <laughs> <laughs> There's some gay love story stuff in there that's yeah. actually I think some of Iraqi's best writing best oh, character absolutely. writing yeah so. it's like in the midst of all that he's like oh BT dubs here's the rom-com I've always been wanting to write or like the rom-trag yeah <laughs> whereas I feel like I think part five still has like just enough of a prestige vibe or it seems like it could be really coherent <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's still like kind of leaning into a lot of shonen y tropes. Yeah. But it's it's like Iraqis being pulled in multiple different directions. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can't imagine having to put out something once a week for yeah. decades. I mean, part five is my favorite of the non Steel Ball Run arcs based almost purely on its potential. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Narancha would leave for English Gardens. <laughs>